Stonegate Church, thanks for joining us again. This is a little bit of a, a mashup of Sunday Plus. We're going to talk about what we were talking about on Sunday, and then also uh, a whole uh, host of things going on around Stonegate, a plethora, a smattering, a Good bunch. Word. Good word. A bunch of stuff going on around Stonegate. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to mix that up a little bit today, and I have one of my favorite people, uh, Brandon Kern, here to talk about uh, community. So we're going to jump into that and just have some conversation. I do want to start out with saying this is, uh, and I'm not one for hyperbole, so, but I, I do think this is a fair statement. This is uh, one of the most significant seasons we're about to go into in the life of our church family. And so uh, there is a lot to uh, tune in for and to pay attention to, and we want to do a great job serving you with good communication and making sure we're uh, also just sharing stories of all the great things that God's doing around our church. There are so many, um, and uh, I think we're actually we're uh, in a really blessed season right now, so we're going to talk about some of that today. Uh, why don't we start off, though? Uh, so we are in the last week of 21 Days of Prayer, um, and how's that been for you, man? Like, I know you've been involved with it. You've got a heart for that area. What have you seen God do in, in 21, day, 21 Days of Prayer around here? Yeah. Um, Number one, I, I just love it. Uh, I'm an early riser anyway, mm. so uh, just spending a lot of mornings up here, uh, just in silence in the auditorium with brothers and sisters, and uh, even looking around the room, having people share with me uh, how much they've enjoyed uh, having a dedicated time and a place of quiet to just start their day with the Lord, uh, I think it's been really, really special. And just even uh, Daniel Botterf did such a good job of creating... Uh, rhythms of, you know, this is going to be something that we're going to talk about and pray about on day one in a five-minute pastoral moment, day two, day three, day four, and really, really have enjoyed listening to those and then also sharing those with our church family just as the Spirit leads. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it is, it's felt like a really great gift to me, too, the moments I've been able to come up and uh, just sit in extended periods, mm -hmm. periods of silence and solitude, um, so much so that once actually you achieve silence, um, there, there almost becomes this uh, hesitancy to them want to break it. Yes. Uh, because it does feel so rare yeah. in our culture. So, and, you know, I just want to remind everyone out there, one of the reasons we try to prioritize this at the start of the year is uh, it, it's not enough just for us to get the content of the gospel and uh, the content about who Jesus is, but to really begin to live and cultivate the ways of Jesus. And uh, one of those is having some of these practices built into our lives. So I hope for a lot of us, maybe this has been encouraging, inspiring. Uh, maybe it's helped you cultivate a new habit that you can carry with you the rest of the year. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like uh, you get done, uh, you know, sitting in silence and you have to then walk out the doors and go into the real world, yeah. if you will. Uh, but I do think that that silence does carry with you in some ways and that you uh, are tuned in to the Holy Spirit, you're tuned into the voice of the Lord so that as you're walking out those doors and you're getting into your day and your hair is on fire and you're yeah. driving down the highway, uh, even in the midst of noise, it's just a little bit easier to hear uh, the Lord and Him speaking to you and what He's doing in your heart and your mind, what He has for you that day. Yeah. Uh, it's been super beneficial. Yeah, and I don't want to sound, I know you don't either, uh, like a legalist, like you have to start your day with silence and solitude, but gosh, is there so much wisdom and value in that for exactly mm -hmm. what Brandon's saying. Um, you know, when I w roll out of bed and I have to immediately jump into the day, uh, it is so easy for me to live like a functional atheist. Like, yeah, I'm just absolutely. reacting to whatever comes in my way. And the voice of the Lord, uh, the concerns of the Lord, feel so far away unless I first give him space to enter in. Yeah. 
uh, and, and, and really challenge and push into me. Yeah, so. Scripture is really clear that it is to our benefit to set our minds on things above yeah. first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, that kind of dovetails into uh, another really important practice for us as, as followers of Jesus. And uh, that is the, the, the benefit and blessing of community and how much uh, community shapes us. And, and Rodney was preaching on that this Sunday, but uh, anything else you would maybe add or t- takeaways you had from the sermon of the yeah. significance or the importance of community? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I've, I've stepped into the role of, of groups pastor here, yeah. which uh, the whole purpose of that is so that people can be known and loved and love one another and walk in community. Uh, I think probably the most uh, profound reason that we should value community and walk in it is that it was um, deeply, deeply important to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was willing to shed his own blood to create a family of believers, a body, uh, his bride, the church, and uh, we are meant to walk in community. And uh, if Christ is willing to pour his blood out for it, <laughs> it means that much to him, it should mean that much to us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, too, like in our particular context, the need for community is exceptionally high. Like often when I think about our area, uh, Midlothian, Waxahachie, just Ellis County in general, uh, it's easy to actually drive around and see a lot of areas that uh, materially from like a resource standpoint, there's big brick houses and all this stuff around. But if you were to tap into those homes and look behind the walls, I think you see a lot of relational poverty. Mm-hmm. Um I think you see a lot of relational starvation, mm-hmm. as Rodney was talking about on Sunday. Yeah. We, we all need uh, godly friends yeah. uh, to walk alongside one another, to encourage one another. I mean, the book of Hebrews uh, is written to uh, Jews that are following Jesus uh, that are in danger of falling away from the Lord. Yeah. And uh, so it is so important, and there's so much exhortation in that book to gather together, to encourage one another, to pray one another, to exhort one another to correct one another, to confess sin to one another. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is vitally important to our health as, as believers to yeah. gather together. And I do think that you're right to say uh, in this day and age, uh, we face a relational deficit. Yeah. And um, we just desperately want people to taste community, to, to be in a place where they are known, where they are loved, where they are prayed for, where they are encouraged, where they are cared for, and where they can do that for their brothers and sisters. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. Are there any ways you would say community is maybe a little distinct around Stonegate or certain flavorings? And you walk in any space, what could someone expect if they are taking those next steps toward community here at Stonegate? Yeah. So <laughs> I usually share the story uh, when you talk about this because uh, I've never experienced community like I did when I came to Stonegate. Uh, first of all, I didn't grow up in the church, mm-hmm. um, I was in and out of church. And uh, was never in a place where I felt like I can take the mask off and just be fully known. And I remember one of my very first uh, community group meetings, Rodney Hobbs was actually leading the group at the time. Uh, The ladies stayed in the living room and the men went into uh, like the study and we were all sitting there together. And I remember Rodney looked at another guy in the room and said, uh, did you look at pornography this week? And uh, my heart about stopped. <laughs> and I thought, oh, man, I didn't know that we like were going to go there. You know what I mean? And uh, the, but this was the amazing thing. And this is what is, is different, I think. Uh, that was a safe place for that guy then to look back at Rodney and be completely transparent and vulnerable and say, 
Yes, I, I, I did. And uh, to start talking about that and for the whole group then to feel safe of, oh, I can share that for me, that was an addiction from the time I was 10 years old till I was 32. And at that time I had uh, resisted it. I was out of it, but still felt so much shame and guilt from it uh, that just being in a place where it's okay to not be okay, where you're met with grace and we're going to try to fight sin. We're going to walk with you in fighting that sin and trying to come out of that sin, but we're also going to encourage you and pray for you uh, and not be judged. So I do think it's unique here in that we are encouraging people to come in with their baggage and their hurt and wherever they are showing up that week uh, and just be just be real about it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think you have done such a good job in cultivating that along with Jeff Mills with what we do in redemption groups and so many leaders. When I think of like the gifted community group leaders, redemption group leaders, biblical counselors that we have around Stonegate. I just, I so see just um, the epitome of what you're describing, people that are filled with truth and grace and safety and love mm-hmm. and, and even long suffering, mm-hmm. like people that don't push away from the table, yeah. but actually move closer to the mess. Yeah. So inspiring. Yeah. And I was just meeting with a group leader uh, for lunch today and uh, he said, you know, transparency leads to more transparency. Uh, and so at Stonegate, I feel like the transparency, the vulnerability actually begins with the group leaders. Uh, it's not like you're get, gathering in a group and they're like, all right, tell me all what's going on with yeah. you. It's I've like, got to figure it out. I'm up here. Yeah. You guys are down here. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, yeah. we are coming in as the, the leaders saying, uh, this week, this is my struggle. Uh, this is what uh, I'm asking for prayer for. This is what I need encouragement yeah. in. This is what I'm wrestling with. Uh leading with the transparency and vulnerability. We're hoping that everyone else uh, participates in. Yeah, that's good. What would you say, uh, once again, our context, America, you know, just we're, we're rugged individuals, all of that. Uh, what would you say are some of the challenges that make community difficult for us? Man, I mean, I think a major challenge is uh, we don't really know that we need it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Um, but then when I married Jen, uh, and it was time for me to choose my groomsman because Jen had a million bridesmaids, uh, man, it was hard for me to come up with three, mm-hmm. you know, three real friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ended up that uh, my boss, who I love, was my <laughs> best man. <Yeah. laughs> but it was a relationship. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a friendship deep uh, spiritual relationship. Uh, it was just, it was work. We bonded over basketball at the time. I was a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so number one is we just don't realize that we need it when we, we desperately need it. Uh, and I think uh, oftentimes the time you need it is when you're in a valley and you're hurting and you look around and you don't have it. Uh, so that's number one. And then number two, uh, I think the enemy deceives us into pursuing other things uh, over our relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and our relationship with others. Uh, so we start pursuing career, we start uh, pursuing uh, being the best parents we can possibly be, uh, whatever it might be, we get distracted and we don't create space. We don't make uh, gathering with other brothers and sisters for the purpose of deep friendships and community a priority. And I talk to people when they come in to Group Connect at Stonegate, which is uh, one of the places where people can find mm-hmm. community. Uh, one of the things that I share with them is uh, our primary um, what we're looking to group you by here is when are you available? Mm-hmm. When can you when can you commit to gathering together? Because essentially, uh, 
committing to attending your group and being a part of that group should be right in the same priority as attending on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, those two things, it's like, I'm going to create space yeah. on Sunday morning to gather with uh, the saints to worship the Lord, and I'm going to make attending my group on whatever night that is my priority because I know it's that important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you know, it's it's so interesting to me uh, when as I've been around groups too and, and just seeing community and, and some of the obstacles we face too, uh, I've often thought about like sometimes how easily we get discouraged right before there might be a great breakthrough. You know, mm-hmm. if folks maybe try one group or try community once or twice and it doesn't go great right away or it feels awkward or strange yeah. for a while. I often think like, you know, we have such an impatience, impatient spirit in us where we want a microwave yeah. relationship right away where all of community forms together. And it's like an episode of Cheers. That's a very dated reference yes. uh, for all you younger uh, folks out there. Um, what's <laughs> something on TikTok? You should check it out. Yeah, we're, yeah. Um, but it's much more of a crockpot yeah. where it does take some time if you want something really good out of it. And uh, I do think that impatience can be a killer for us. And uh, maybe you could explain, too, another image we image we use around here is uh, even just that progression we sometimes face. We go into a group, and then we're going to face a, a tougher moment and out on the other side. And I think that's a real challenge, too. Yeah. So I think what you're referring to is uh, Happy Hill, Cruddy yeah. Valley, and Family Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, uh, you meet somebody for the first time, and you kind of click. And it's like, uh, oh, man, yeah, they're, they're, they're really cool. And uh, then over time, time goes by. And, uh, you know, we're all saints who still sin. And so we will, uh, on occasion, hurt one another or make mistakes or things like that. And you tend to go into cruddy valley yeah. in relationships with people. And uh, that's when a lot of times people want to bail. Yes. Or even um, you start in cruddy valley in relationships with people. By that, I mean... It doesn't feel like you have a lot of commonalities. It doesn't feel like this is an ideal relationship because maybe we're empty nesters and everybody else in our group is families with young kids. And so it just doesn't feel like it's the thing. And so you think about leaving. Um, but the reality is we actually are all united in the spirit. Yeah. All of our the purpose of our lives is to know Jesus, to become like Jesus, to become light to the world. Uh, We're all on that journey together. So we actually are all united in the same purpose Mm -hmm. in our life and to know the same person in our life. And so uh, just that longevity of staying in those relationships, forgiving one another when you need to forgive, remembering that we're united in Christ uh, when maybe we don't all love sports Mm -hmm. or the same TV shows or whatever. So we're just going to we're just going to walk this out because we know it's good for us. We know we should. We know. We need to love one another. We know we need each other. Jesus has made that clear. Yeah. Uh, when you do that over time, you come out of that valley mm. and you actually get onto Family Mountain. Yeah. Uh, and that's a really special time. And, and it's funny, like I think of that first group that I already referenced mm-hmm. to. Uh, those people that were in that group, uh, it was just a random collection of, of people that happened to be here at Stonegate mm-hmm. uh, in all different age groups. Uh, they are like family. Yeah. And still, and I don't even gather with them every week, yeah. but I can call any one of them today in a moment of need and know that we're going to be there for, for each you. other. Yeah, you are so right. And I just think of, uh, I, often my heart gets sad as a pastor when I see someone kind of take their ball and go home mm-hmm. right before it's about to get good. Mm-hmm. That if they would press through, like, man, it's a little awkward, it's strange, maybe we had a conflict, I'm disappointed, things yeah. didn't go my way. And I'm like, right on the other side of that is actually being known. 
Because yeah. I would make an argument, you don't really know someone until you've actually had mm-hmm. a little bit of like, okay, there's your humanity and here's yeah. mine. Yeah. Here's my weak, here's my frailties, my weaknesses, my sin. Here's yours. Okay. Yeah. And I'm still here. Yeah. And you're still here and we're not leaving. Yes. Yeah. So there's we're something great about together. that. We are. That's right. Um, speaking of which, so let's let's uh, land the plane with this practically. What are some great steps people can take in this season of Stonegate? As I was saying at the top, we've got uh, a really eventful, amazing season right in front of us here at Stonegate. Uh, what are the steps we'd love for folks to take? Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about it on Sunday. Uh, right now, it's a great time to just get a taste of what community is like at Stonegate, uh, specifically by jumping into one of the Follow Me groups mm-hmm. that we have starting uh, this Sunday. Uh, what is it now? January, January 28th. Uh, on Sunday evening, they go from 6 p.m. to 7.30, and it's only a four-week commitment. Yeah, It's only four weeks uh, that you're committing to doing this. Uh, and we've got them on Sunday night, and then on Tuesday and Wednesday night, uh, we're offering it also. Uh, and those go from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And on Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, child care is provided every night. It's great. So uh, your kids can go play in Kids Men, yeah. um, meet friends there for them, and start to build their own community. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, we will uh, give a taste of what community is like together for those four weeks. I love it. Yeah. And Austin Terry will park your car. He'll That's be right. out there doing valet, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. We always we <laughs> always want to underpromise and overdeliver, and we are breaking that rule right now. <laughs> we totally. That's right. Well, I would love for folks to jump into that. Um, you can obviously go to Stonegate.church uh, to find out more information. Is that a good spot for them to go sign up? Yes. So yeah, absolutely. Love that. Um, and if you're thinking about the next month, as folks step into that, any hopes or prayers you would have for those folks as they, they consider doing that? Yes. So uh, as we look at the people that are signing up to be in a Sunday night uh, group for those four weeks or a Tuesday night group or a Wednesday night group, we are prayerfully, um, we're just looking at those people and we are praying that the Lord will connect them to other people that they can have deep relationships with over those four weeks and a hope would be that uh, once they do get a taste of what community can look like and they start to get to know other people within the church, other followers of Jesus, that uh, those groups will extend yeah. and that they'll go on beyond those four weeks and they'll actually uh, be able to experience and walk in and live in community uh, for the rest of their time at Stonegate. Yeah, I love it. And man, I know that is your heart. Anytime we're together, I hear that from you emphatically, that that's what you want for people. And I, uh, I want that for people too that they can experience that taste of community that's transformative and uh, and helps us enjoy Jesus more. So, sure. so uh, church, I, I, I just encourage you to make the, the next couple Sundays uh, being here at church a, a huge priority and jumping into one of our Follow Me groups. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this Sunday. Uh, we're launching and jumping into something that will define uh, the, the next couple of years of our church, and I really want to make sure you are being a part of that. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff and exciting stuff uh, going on. So I uh, can't wait to see you guys this Sunday, Stonegate Church. And if you're not in a group, uh, we'd love for you to go right now to stonegate.church and sign up for one. And any way we can pray for you, uh, let us know. Just send us a message. You can send us an email. And we are here uh, to serve you and be a blessing to you, church. Love you guys. See you Sunday.